Sometimes when I'm doing a poo, I worry that a fly will fly up my bum because there's poo there. That's just a fear I have. It's not rational. I, I don't abide flies in the house. I see a bug in my goddamn house. I will do everything within my power to remove it from the theatre of conflict. It, it doesn't have to be rational. I used to fear spiders going up my bum when I went to the bathroom. Don't know why. Right? I, 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 feel, I feel like that's a pretty... That's a pretty rational fear. I mean, spiders and insects do get into your bathroom. They do get in. Yeah, but like, yeah. it's it's more of a rational worry if you're in somewhere like Australia. I think over here, it's going to be yeah. fine. No no one wants a spider crawling around on your genitals either. Oh, no thank. Yeah. Ugh. Sometimes, every now and then, one forgets to replace the toilet roll and they need to get a fresh toilet roll yeah. after they've done a poo. And that's oh, a waddle of shame. It's at that point I think a fly is definitely going up my bum. Yeah, because like the the bathroom itself often feels like somewhat of a safe haven, but you're vulnerable once you've started the waddle. Anything could happen. You can trick yourself into thinking that it's clinical in there and therefore sterilized, even though it's it's not. No, not in the slightest. You see a lot of white porcelain and think, no flies here. <laughs> I saw a comment on Reddit last year and it was basically like, can you imagine if like any other, of our, other part of our body was like smeared in poo and we were happy to just wipe it off with a piece of paper and that was it? <laughs> yeah. It's because it's down there where we don't have to deal with it or confront it. Yeah. We, we, can't, we can't see it, so it's fine. <laughs> it, that's, that's totally true. But also like until bidets and things are, you know, a common occurrence, Eh, that how it is. Yeah. We should we should push for the proletariat to get bidets. See, I should have made more use of it during that, that, that period of time where I had a bidet in my office for some reason. When I'm president, every house will have a bidet. Yeah. It's it's the number one concern. It will be socialist socialist bidets. <laughs> Your taxes will pay for bidets. Exactly. <laughs> Let's start the revolution here. Bidets for all. You know what? I bet we could get politicians to vote on B days for all before we could get healthcare for all out here. Uh, I bet we'd have a better chance. All yeah. I'd have to argue would be that flies go will definitely go up people's bums if they don't use B days. Yeah, and and and, and we we don't want that because that's gay. Anything goes up your bum, that's gay. I mean, that's that's here's the thing. That's one of my main fears: is things going up my bum. That I haven't allowed up there. Exactly. It's all about consent. I don't want a fly going up my bum. Yeah. If the fly was 12 inches long and real feel silicone, I might have a different view of flies. But they're not. <laughs> they stomp around on dog poo. And I tell you, the wor a worse fear than flies. And I guarantee some listeners, some listeners who are like, hey, well, what, what a weird way to start a podcast. Yeah. Three minutes in, we're already deep in conversation about poo. Well, I'm not talking about poo. Poo is the means of ingress for a fly. I'm talking, this is a fly conversation, not a poo conversation. What's your other fear? Oh, then, right. Jim? Yeah. People, people who so far have not, who have not been able to um, relate to this, the moment I say, that every now and then at night, I'm terrified to sit on the toilet in case a rat has climbed up the sewer pipe and will be scrabbling, <laughs> scrabbling in the toilet bowl and will have to chew its way out through me. That might be where I take it out of the realm of relatability, yeah. where I assume the rat will eat its way out through my ass. 
But the rest of it, right through the sewer pipe, I saw a documentary once where they said it was somewhat possible. It's theoretically maybe possible, doable, maybe. And that's enough for it to be a fear. Well, you know what they say. They say you are always three inches away from a rat at any point. That's a depressing thought. That's that's what they say. That's science. Three inches. You turn around and there's a 97% chance you will see a rat if you live in a city. That's fact. They are definitely going to eat their way out of a toilet through your bum. Rats will eat their way out through your bum. <laughs> While not being scared of, of rats, I, whenever I go take the underground in London, I love playing the game of watching the tube tracks and trying to spot the little mice and rats running around in the tracks. They're quite adorable from a distance running around in like under the trains. I've never seen them. They're so cute when they go splat. <laughs> oh no. Uh, I mean, I don't use tubes or subways as they call them. Not the sandwich in America. Um, I haven't used the tube obviously in a long long time mm. but i used to use them all the time i never saw rats or mice i was never looking oh. i should have been looking if you look for them you can see the tiny little ones scurrying around it's it's quite adorable actually that's great that would have made tube like waiting for a train on the tube about 20 percent less boring every time i go to london it's how i keep myself entertained waiting for the train it's all can't spot any of them this time that is about the only entertaining thing to do while waiting for public transit in london is yeah, yeah i'll look <laughs> at some vermin for a minute that'd be i wish i thought of that yeah i wish i thought of that instead of hope like waiting till i go to charing cross to be mildly amused by the drawings on the wall yeah yeah uh, it's like, oh, we're coming up to Charing Cross. Here are some colours and shapes. That, <laughs> that breaks the monotony. Oh, it's going away. Oh, bye, Charing oh, Cross. Bye. Yeah, Charing Cross always has the best art in the station. It's a nice one, that. It has some art. Yeah, well, that's it. Some is is all we need. And not, like, <laughs> posters posters for whatever West End theatre production I would have been way too poor to watch while I was in London. As, as someone that used to have to go to Charing Cross quite often, it's... Uh, it's certainly nice. It's appreciated to not just be another, here is the room full of tiles. Wait in the crowd. Here you go. Charing Cross is the Devil May Cry 5 to every other <laughs> tube station's <laughs> anthem. It's just unapologetically a bit loud and silly. It's a bit different. Um, so yeah. anyway, anyway, welcome to our podcast about flies and rats. The Vermin cast with me, your host, Jim Sterling, and I'm joined by Laura Catedale, who is lovely as actually one of the top 100 women in the business. Or nominated to maybe be one of the top 100. I don't know if I'm one of the top 100 yet. Ah, uh, you, you are the 100 lady. Yeah, we, we know it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, fingers crossed. I, I'm in some nice company on that list. There's some, some writers I very much respect on there, but, uh. You're the centennial woman. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm. I'm on a weird energy today. Um, I, I was feeling really tired all day, and then, like, as we got to podcast time, I suddenly got a bit like, ooh, actually, you know what? Second wind. Let's go. Go, go, go. That's where I'm at today. I hope you get on the list. I hope you get on the list. Uh, I hope so. It'll be nice. I should know in, like, a week, I think. I've never been on those kinds of lists. I'll never get on 30 under 30. I'm well over that. I never, I won't get 40 under 40. I'm not talented enough for that. The only list I'm on are like boycott lists. <laughs> I I was on a MCV 30 under 30, I think. SJW's to avoid lists. <laughs> I'm actually on some of those. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I'm on a Twitter list called um, Complete Libtards or something along those <laughs> lines. <laughs> And I'm also on a list called Milkshake Ducks. So, you know, I've got I've got the love coming from all sides. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Got to love the internet, huh? Yeah, sort of. You got to sort of love the internet. We're here with Gav as well. He's here. Hey, Gav. Hey, Gav. How's it going? The miracle of sound. Speaking of Devil May Cry and loud and noisy and ludicrous... <laughs> I uh, uh, the, I put out a song last week and it's been the biggest first week views I've had on a song since my Doom song. So it just goes to show you it's always the ludicrous stuff that the internet loves. <laughs> it's a real heckin' fun song, that one. It's a cross between people loving the absurd, which yeah. always gets play on the internet um, when it hits off, and genuine excitement about the game. I think it's one of yeah. the... One of those games, one of those increasingly rare games in the big budget space that feel genuinely exciting. Yeah. It came off the back of, you know, another Far Cry. It came off the back of Anthem. People are a little burned out on these fucking looter shooters and live service shit. Mm. So out comes this unapologetically, gloriously stupid game full of fast-paced mm. action, mm. story-driven content and originality. And super video gamey. I'm proud of it. Yeah, it's it's very video games with with the big V, and and that excites people, and people want to experience more of it. I, yeah. You know, I was looking forward to your song. I said last week I was looking forward to your Devil May Cry song, um, which, by the way, was very good. Yeah. Um, I was looking forward to it because, you know, if you'd have done an anthem song, I... Eh, what, what is there to latch on to with that? I've had a lot of requests for that, but there's just nothing in the story to to get excited about for me. And I'm not saying you wouldn't do a good song if you did an anthem song, but I, I wouldn't be hyped for it like I was for Devil May Cry 5 because Devil May Cry 5 is exciting. Yeah. The one criticism I saw a couple of times with the song should have been darker, and I com- I could not disagree with that more. I'm a, oh, like no. Maybe, maybe yeah. you didn't catch the irony in the game about how the dark stuff was way overplayed as to be cheesy and ridiculous, but that's what I wanted to represent. If if, if you were going to do a dark song in this series, it would have to be for something like DMC Devil May Cry. Like, that's the one that, that takes itself way too dark and serious. Plus, they've already got, I am subhuman, for like exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Devil May Cry's darkness, quote-unquote, has been played up for comedy since at least DMC 3. Yeah. I think DMC 3 was where it took the turn into pure, like, delicious garbage territory in terms of its presentation. I don't think it's a coincidence that V looks like a cross between Marilyn Manson and Kylo Ren. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. at all, yeah. I've been calling him Kylo Fantasy for a reason. Yeah, it, 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 it's a knowing knowledge of the fact that this started very serious and it's like, yeah, it's fine, we're fun now. We, we found our sense of humour. It's, it's unashamed of it. It revels in it, and that's what's so great about it, is it revels in its own nonsense. Mm. Um, which is another reason why, you know, people are excited about it. It was a video game that was thrilled to be a video game. It wasn't there just to make money. Just like this podcast, it revels in its own nonsense. <laughs> yeah, and Devil May Cry yeah. 5's actually good. So no wonder people <laughs> like that. Uh, so uh, Speaking games, of good games... <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, games we've been playing this week. I think all three of us have played varying amounts of uh, that new FromSoft game this week, Sekiro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who who wants to start us off? Well, I don't know, because we all seem to feel... I feel like I'm 
the daddy bear, Jim is mommy bear, and you're kind of in the middle, aren't you? You're kind of like just lukewarm. Ah, no, I'm I'm more than lukewarm. I'm very much enjoying it. I okay. I took a while to get into it, and I'll get into that in a second. But like now, I'm there. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I absolutely adore it. I mean, at first. More than any other FromSoft game since the first time I played Dark Souls 1. I wasn't sure if I was even going to finish this because it felt like beating my face off a wall repeatedly. But now I'm 35 hours in and I absolutely adore this game. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, it, the, the problem I had initially is I was trying to play it like a, like a Bloodborne almost. I was trying yeah. to do a lot of um, backing away from enemies and lots of like trying to play it as a dodge roll away kind of game. And It, it is not that. Yeah. No, you have to stay in, be parrying, keep that pressure up, otherwise yeah. you just give your enemy a chance to recover. But It's a rhythm game more than anything, yeah. Yeah, here's the thing. For me, it clicked once I sort of realised, A, I shouldn't be trying to like dodge out the way of attacks, mm. and B, there is zero guilt in either completely sneaking past an enemy or getting a cheap hit in. Yeah. Like, that. that is expected, that is not like something the game looks down on you for which oh yeah that's there for a reason yeah yeah and years of dark souls has made me feel like very guilty about like taking the cheap shot you know that's how not how it's supposed to be done but sekiro definitely is like if you can get a hit in get a hit in that's why the mini bosses have two health bars yeah it's because they know you're gonna stout them for the first hit but uh it's a very, very, very fucking hard game. <laughs> like, yeah. I've not struggled this much with any FromSoft game as much as I've struggled with this one. It's very unforgiving. Mm. Like, that, that that definitely extends to stuff like not having the co-op support. Mm. Um, like, it, it not only does it feel a lot more isolated, but there's a lot less in-game to help you if you get stuck. It is... Yeah. You are very much that lone wolf character and if you want to level up your stats in this to beat a boss you have to go fight four other bosses who are just as hard <laughs> to get the fucking <laughs> prayer beads to do it <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah it definitely forces you to get good and the only way you can level up your attack is by beating the big bosses so it's very uh yeah it's not it's not like souls and bloodborne in that I could do what I used to do, which was just grind and grind until my character was yeah. like kind of OP. <laughs> exactly, get them slightly over leveled so that you have like a slightly easier time than you're meant to in an area. But yeah. that is not an option here. But it's got—I mean, it's got all the FromSoft things that I love. It's got the the open world that like you can stand on a peak of a mountain and look across the valley and see a castle and a, and, and houses that you were passing through like 20 hours ago i love that that's like my favorite thing in FromSoft games and this game has that in spades yeah. the level design has never been better really in, a, in in one of their games yeah one bit i'm curious to hear your thoughts on gav is yeah. uh the the move to ch telling more of the story in like cutscenes and things that are more in your face as opposed to hiding it away in lore uh i'll be honest i prefer the other way hmm I, I still like this and it's still more it's still a bit more uh, oblique than most games mm. but I prefer this Bloodborne Dark Souls style of storytelling but I think for this game because of the story that's in it I think it fits yeah I, I've honestly been enjoying having a little more of the plot just mm. placed in front of me so I'm not quite so worried about just completely missing important things I need to know are you playing it in Japanese? Uh, Japanese audio yeah yeah same 
I started playing it in English because I was like wanted to capture footage without subtitles. But yeah. I then tried the Japanese voice acting, and the Japanese voice acting is much more. It's not like that. It's much better acting. It's just pre- it, I feel it fits the subject matter much more. Yeah, this is the thing. Is normally for me, I'll do English voice if that's an option any day of the week, just because it you know it's easier not to read subtitles. But it definitely felt. It worked with the game of the tone. I enjoy playing a game that is not set in Eng- in an English speaking place. Yeah. To not have people just speaking in like British accents. Yeah, definitely. The 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 thing everyone will want to know about though is the the combat, and the combat is yeah. crazy in this game. It's so. The thing is, it's it's def like I think it's much harder than Dark Souls, and maybe. Harder than Bloodborne. It's it's a lot less forgiving. Yeah, you have it, a lot. F- you have far fewer options to accidentally get hit and recover from that. Yeah, healing is ta- like the the healing uh, periods in this game are so small mm. that like you you I can't count how many times I've been killed during a heal. <laughs> like yeah. learning when to heal is really challenging in this. And it, but once you get to that point where you're like. I, it's just like you said, I need to stop backing away. I need to stop trying to roll. Mm. I just need to stand my ground, move forwards towards this enemy and start beating the shit out of them and parrying. Yeah. Because parrying is your lifesaver in this. Oh, God, yeah. It's it's the thing that lets you stay in close without letting up the pressure. Yeah. I will say one thing, Laura, and I've, I wonder if you've had the same experience. So for people who haven't played it, there is a... Basically, the system is you can parry most attacks and block them, but there are certain, um, mm. they're called perilous attacks that you can't block or parry, and you have to either yeah. jump or do a, a thrust counter. But mm. they happen so fast, and the indication for slice or thrust, is ex- it's the same indication. Mm. So you kind of, a lot of the time, you have to guess whether they're going to thrust or slice. Yeah. And if you, it's like a rock, paper, scissors. If you jump and it's a thrust attack, you're fucked and vice versa. And I don't like that. I wish they had two different symbols for the thrust and the slash. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That has been a bit of a roulette wheel, which is not ideal. Because it's too, like, I get that you're supposed to read the patterns and things, but A, the, the symbol comes up in front of the character. So it's hard to see mm. what they're doing. And B, it's just, for me at least, it's just too fast to know how to react. It is really, you don't have a big window at all now. Yeah. And there there are certainly uh, aspects of, that I think are very janky. Like, I've never seen such a god-awful camera in a FromSoft game. <laughs> like, anytime you have a yeah. fight in a small room or an enclosed space, the camera will completely fuck you so bad. <laughs> There's one fight in a well. It's actually the well you start in, you go back there and you fight a guy later. And I swear to God, that fucking fight nearly had me throwing my controller. And it was because I kept, the camera will just disappear up your ass. Your character disappears and you can't see what attacks are coming in at you. And it's it's an absolute disaster. I can't believe they haven't fixed the camera after how many games. Like, Yeah. It's that that is less than ideal. There's also a lot of clutter around the environments. Like some of the bosses require you to sprint a lot around the arena and when you're just getting stuck on random rocks and things on the floor during a boss fight, that's really, really annoying. And you can train yourself out of all these things. It's just but it is just one more two more things you do have to deal with that would be preferable if you just didn't have to, you know? 
Because the game is hard enough without adding artificial difficulty like that. Mm, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, Jim, you've been playing a little bit as well, and you've you've not gotten on so well with it, have you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, I can tell it's a well put together game. I want to like it. Trust me. Oh, I want to like this. As obsessed as I am with Dark Souls and Bloodborne, like to the point of reading extensively the lore and the wikis mm. and the TV tropes and like all associated things to learn about the worlds of these games. And I'm not a parrier. I've, I've, I've never, I've never parried. Um, yeah. I don't, I'm, I do not have the reflexes for parrying. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm decent at dodging mm. uh, in dark souls. You know, I'm one of those block people, big fucking shields uh, in Bloodborne, I, I like the dodging. It's worth pointing out that parrying is a lot more generous in this than it is in Dark Souls. Like, I, I was never able to parry in Dark Souls. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, I can't parry in other FromSoft games, but I, I didn't have too much of a problem with it in this. I, I just don't think I've got the brain for it. It's, I, I never got on with um, Revengeance, which this has been compared to in a few ways. Mm. Um, and, of course, I'm, I've, I've never been a fighting game player. Um, they're just not. My brain makeup just doesn't process yeah. those kinds of games well, so it's it's failing to process Sekiro. Yeah, this game requires much more intense, prolonged uh, concentration than the other From games. Yeah. And that's why I like I this really angered the hardcore gamers. But I said it on Twitter this week. I wish this game had difficulty modes. Yeah, because I've now talked to three different people. I was on Co-optional last night. And uh, Jesse was saying the same thing as you, Jim. He just was like, uh, "It's a great game, but I just can't." You know, it's just it's it's, it's too much for his abilities. Like, yeah, could couldn't agree more. Like, because you don't have the option to overlevel yourself to get through things, which is what a lot of people. It's not even about leveling. It's for me. It's about the other options. Yeah. In in Dark Souls, you've got different weapons, different gear, different yeah. builds, different play styles. Yeah. is the yeah. thing. It's you can choose to go in big shield, keep it always held up to do that. You can choose to parry. You can choose to be acrobatic and fly out the way all over. Yeah, that is one thing this lacks is that it doesn't have Dark Souls option of how do you want to approach this. And not only does it lack that, but each boss requires a specific play style. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, there's some bosses. There was one, and he's in the castle and uh this isn't the boss of the castle this is a mini boss and he was wrecking my shit so i couldn't even get one hit on him he does this combo that goes through your blocks it goes through your parries everything but as soon as i got an item to use a particular item it completely trivialized the fight and i'm like i'm not sure how i feel about that style of gameplay that kind of you have to find the thing that breaks the fight in order to win it. It doesn't happen often, but it does sometimes. And then there are some bosses like the Guardian Ape who you play that much more like a traditional, like a Bloodborne boss or something. Um, A lot of kind of sprinting around, a lot of attacking and dodging and things. But then there's other bosses where if you try that, you're going to get absolutely (laughs) smashed against Mm. a wall. Yeah, so so the play style is not how I like to really play games at all. Mm. And then when you combine that... With the other stuff that you mentioned, Gav, the uh, the the perilous attacks yeah. with really bad tele- uh, telegraphing, um, 
that first fight with the chain toga sort of was like is if that sets the tone then i'm not gonna like this tone with its fucking one hit kills and grab attacks and i got through it but i was not fucking pleased with it oh don't fucking start me don't start me on the fucking grab attacks <laughs> this is this has consistently been the worst thing in fromsoft games always forever it is so bad. You will dodge right out of the way and the game will teleport you back into the grab. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's one of those things where I'm playing it and I'm like, have one or the other. Don't have both. Yeah. You're making me play it in this particular way. You've got these one-hit devastating attacks. You don't need the grab as well. Yeah. It's always one of these situations where I'm like, you've got this, you've got this, you've got this. Do you really need that? As, do you really need that bit of bullshit on top? It feels as well like, and this this just feels almost like torture at some points. With some of the bosses, their one hit kills are the hardest ones to predict and read. I'm fighting at the. I don't want to spoil who it is, but I, I, it's the second time you fight a boss at the top of the castle, not the first one that everyone, not the first brick wall boss, basically the second one, and he has an attack that will kill you in one hit from any amount of health and i've maxed out my health and it is impossible to read when he's going to do it and it's so sudden and it, it gets you even if you've dodged out of the way it teleports you back and stuff like that to me i'm like that's that's too far that's gone beyond challenging for me that's you see i've, I've heard stories like that and it's not encouraged me to want to go and, and try it again yeah. i am going to give it another go probably after we've done this yeah i'm going to use that fucking Basically, the um, the curse bearer who's by the in the, in the dilapidated temple. Mm. I'll use them and and practice and practice and practice, and then I'll give it another honest go. Where where did you get to, by the way? I can't remember. I can't remember, but I didn't stop playing with a smile on my face, whatever it yeah. fucking was. I know it wasn't too far in. Did you get to the second area, the where the estate has been invaded? Um. I, I cannot remember. Okay. I genuinely... I've got no memories of this game other than throwing my controller. Yeah. And I didn't get very far at all before I concluded this game is clearly not made for me. And if people like games that are designed to torture you, there are many games designed for that purpose. Yeah. That's fine. Go for it. I do not have the pa Maybe when I was younger, I'd have had the patience. I've played some bullshit in my time. Yeah. But I'm old. I've got things to do. I've got other games I'd rather play. I don't like playing a game where I'm not having fun uh, or at least getting some form of meaning from it. And so far, I'm bashing my head against Sekiro. I'm not engaging with it. And, mm. and, and I can't say it's... Ex there are... Things in Sekiro that are Sekiro's fault. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the actual gameplay style that it wants out of you, it's just not my bag. It's just not my 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 way of playing. And that that's that's why it's a pity there's no difficulty settings, because if there were, then you could enjoy it, you know? I feel if I could ease in better. If I could ease in and, and get more used to it. This has a massively steep learning curve. Yeah. And that's another issue as well, because I'm in that boat of I've got that Dark Souls, that Bloodborne playstyle ingrained yeah. in my head, yeah. and I'm I'm struggling to break out of it when I play Sekiro, and it's not helping me do that. It 
took a lot of banging my head against the wall to unlearn the way that I felt I should be playing this. Not only because it's a FromSoft game, but because of the presentation and the, you know, just muscle memory of how you play games like this. The game, yeah. the game's atmosphere and, and map design and everything is still so evocative of a Souls game. Yeah. It makes it even harder to break out of that habit. And and it's a habit I enjoy. Like, I'm not trying to stop myself doing bad things is the other problem. Yeah. I love playing Dark Souls the way I play it. And now I'm having to unlearn not just mm. muscle memory, as Laura points out, but my own enjoyment. Yeah, and I've generally, I don't know about you, but I have found in this game, when I beat finally beat a hard boss in Souls or Bloodborne, I'm like, yes. In this game, I'm literally sticking my finger up at the screen. When I, when I beat a boss. <laughs> yeah, I, I've even in the early stages I've played, any challenge I've gotten over, I, I, I've i never felt elated like I have with Dark Souls, where I've got that, yes, that finally that, this is awesome. I don't get that sense of encouragement of dust yourself off and try again. I just feel kicked in the face. That happens more later, I have to say. That does happen a lot more once you get used to it. It does. Yeah, I'm going to give it another go. I presume you got your ass kicked by the first general. He he completely butchered me many times. The first mini boss. Um, the first mini boss put me down a couple times, mm -hmm. but I did I did get him without too much fuss. The chained ogre I fucking despised. Mostly for those yeah. grab attacks. Again, got through it. See, I was lucky. I. I when I got to the chained ogre, I had gone a different direction and got the item, which makes him a lot easier. Oh, I I I wised up and got that eventually, and yeah. and then finally got through it. But even then, even with that, the grab attack it, it still doesn't help when they they need one lucky shot to get you down. Mm. You need a lot of shots. They need a lucky shot, and you you don't have any lucky shot. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Um, you might be able to pop off a stealth kill at some point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a stealth attack, but it won't be a stealth kill, no. um, which I find at odds. Like, I I, I feel like if you're going to do a stealth game, do a stealth game, but that's just me. This is one thing, actually, that um, unlike other From games, the, the, the boss combat and the normal combat are a little bit at odds because Bloodborne and Dark Souls are always training you how to fight before the bosses. Yeah. Whereas this game kind of, it is, but not to the same extent. It's teaching you to, there's two different games in this game, you know? There's a stealth game and there's a, a fighter. Yeah. And no one element to any of this is bad. Mm. No. It's the combination that for me makes it the real pisser. It's like when there are certain areas in a Souls game, or even the recent Devil May Cry 5, where any one enemy you can take on satisfactorily, but if, there are, if they put certain combinations of enemies together, then it can be a real pain in the arse. Mm -hmm. um, just the way the enemies play off each other. Um, and that is... Like, like that, uh, that area in Dark Souls 2, with the fucking... Enemies with ranged attacks that can see you from the shrine of a Amma something. Oh, um, oh man, there's there's a section in Sekiro that makes that look like fucking Teletubbies. Of course there is. <laughs> of yeah. fucking course there is. And again, it's things like that that tell me I don't want to keep playing. There's a there's a section in Sekiro which is basically a gauntlet you have to run with people shooting at you from a mountain, and it's like it's like imagine the shrine of what was it again of Mata or Amma. 
And and I imagine that, exactly. but with the Anno Lundar archers also fucking you up. And it's like... it's That's not my idea of fun. And trying to fight a mini boss with this going on. <laughs> it's oh, like, good. holy shit. You see, again, again. <laughs> yeah. At what point did they think we haven't got enough? Yeah. We haven't made this enough of, of a frustration for the player. Oh, yeah. And then there's the boss phases. Like, there'll be bosses where, like... You kill them and you realise there's a second phase. You're like, oh, Jesus. I saw Dunkey's recent video ends showing one of those. Yeah. And it's amazing. You spend an hour and a half like learning this boss's second phase and finally killing him. And then there's a cutscene and you realise there's a third phase, which is even harder. And you don't yeah. get a checkpoint. <laughs> but but to my point, to, to my point about enemy placement, um, I'm sure many people can point at areas in video games where the enemies are nothing they can't face, yeah. but together they play off each other to such a degree that they can frustrate. Mm. <clears throat> Sorry, I've still got some some bronchitis stuff hanging on. Sorry about the coughing. But the point is, um, Sekiro's features are like those enemies in those areas of, of those frustrating areas of games, mm. where any one of the, the features of Sekiro, even the parrying, I could probably get over my disinclination towards it and learn it. Mm. Uh, I've done that in some games. You know, I've nailed parrying in certain games when I felt like I, I, the other options aren't as good. Um, but it's everything else. It's everything combined. Any one of these challenges in Sekiro are fine. Any combination of a number of them is probably fine. All of it together adds up to... Me not having fun. That's fair enough, yeah. And I say this as, you know, an obsessive Dark Souls player, obsessive Bloodborne player. And I've seen that that some people who... A friend of mine hates the Souls games, loves Sekiro. Um, I'm not saying that... Obviously, there's a huge um, crossover between the fan bases. But if you love Dark Souls, there's no guarantee you will love Sekiro and, and I think that's my position there. But there's no guarantee you won't like it either. And, and Absolutely. It's its own thing ultimately. Yeah. I was I was the same way you are at first and now I absolutely love it. You know, so. And I'm going to give it another go and I hope I can get over the hump. I really, I want to love this more than any other game I've not liked. Yeah. It, the way that you, when Bloodborne first came out, you could say, oh, do you like Dark Souls? You'll like Bloodborne. It was a very easy transition. This is this is definitely not trying to be that. It is its yeah. own very separate thing. And hats off to From for doing something uh, that's this much of a departure while keeping a lot of themes. I just really don't see how a difficulty setting would have hurt this game at all. I... Certainly not without, you know, with no PvP and online, yeah. But my, but, but my get good culture. I know. I know, uh, they're funny enough, there there is a difficulty setting that you can make the game harder, but uh, <laughs> that is not something I'm going to do. Uh, I just want to say one more thing, though. This game... Uh, more so than other From games, has little ways of rewarding you for your progress that uh, are amazing. Like, uh, for example, there's these purple ninjas who I've struggled with more than any other enemy in the game, and they come up as mini-bosses too. They're sometimes, uh, they're called the Lone Swordsmen, and they're so frustrating to fight at first. Their, their movesets are all over the place. You usually fight them in annoying areas. And by the halfway point of the game, I hated them so much and just after that, I got a new skill where uh, I'm able to possess an enemy that I stab from the back. They, they'll fight for you for a while. 
And just when I got that skill, the game conveniently placed a bunch of these purple ninjas facing in areas where I could easily stealth them. And I suddenly went from dreading seeing them to being like, oh, these are my purple ninjas now. And they're going to kick the absolute shit out of everyone for me. And I thought that was a really clever turnaround and a really nice way of of the game almost acknowledging, yeah, well done, well done for putting up with these assholes for so long. Now go have some fun with them. By the sounds of it, they make you fucking pay for it. Yeah, you do. fucking you've put a massive down payment on that feature. <laughs> but then there's some really strange uh, difficulty curve in this as well because there's one level, there's a point in the game where you get to branch off in like three different directions, and I did that because I was not getting anywhere with the boss. And I went off to one which is the latest of the three. It's the one that's furthest down on your travel list. It's clearly the one you're meant to go to last. And the enemies there are so weak and easy to to fight that it literally became my grinding spot. I would go there for like half an hour and just kill the enemies there <laughs> over and over to get skill points. Yeah. I don't know if they intentionally put that there to give you a break or if it was just some strange difficulty curving. Or it's a joke. Maybe. Or it's a let's trick them into going to these areas first. Yeah. Because we're <laughs> bastards. Yeah, because there's a boss at the end of that area that's hard as fuck then. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I have to say it's, I love it. It's not my favorite of From games. Uh, that's still kind of torn between like Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3, I would say. Yeah. But it's, uh, it, 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 and it's much more exhausting than any other From game because every yeah. 10 minutes it feels like you're learning a new mo- enemy and a new moveset. Because there's so there, no other from game has this many bosses in it. Yeah, yeah. It. I'm definitely. I'm enjoying it. Definitely not as much as I enjoy the Dark Souls games and the the, the Souls series. But yeah, it is definitely like a well made game. I'm getting getting my fun out of it. It's. It is reassuring to know that FromSoft can make games outside of that Souls template that are still good. Mm. So I. I'm very glad. Like I'm, I'm very glad for some something to break up the uh, the flow of the Souls releases a little. Mm. I just really I don't I I've said this and I'll say it again. I don't see how difficulty levels would have hurt this. And someone on Twitter disagreed. They were like, "Well, that's the whole point with these games. You have to learn them, and you have to, you know." Feel rewarded by learning him. I fucking hate that argument. If you need an easier difficulty level, it's still going to be hard enough for you. Yeah. And this is the thing, you're you're not taking into account that some people just don't have the natural ability to, to stay focused for those long periods of time and to do those reaction timing things. And This is where the gatekeeping comes in. They want fewer people playing the games they love. That's what it comes down to. They, they want the, the fact that they completed the game to be some badge of honour that no one else gets to have. Yeah. Um, like, I think this game would have really benefited from like the sort of customizable difficulty stuff that you see in something like Celeste. Like... Maybe give me a slightly larger parrying window, for example. Like, th- things like that that would just allow you to just make it a little easier to get into. Yeah, and some of, the, like, even with some of the boss fights, even a difficulty setting as simple as more health for you and less for them and their bar goes up quicker, Yeah, that would that would make some of those boss fights so much more. Because one of, one of the boss fights literally took me 25 minutes to finish. And you cannot, you cannot make one mistake during that 20 minutes, you know, and it's like, that's, that's too much for me. <laughs> you know, I'm exhausted after that. That sounds like a waste of my time. Yeah. Because if, if a bus takes that long, and it's, it's a From Software game, it's, it's expected 
that mm. you will die a lot. Yeah. And if they if you're playing a game where you're expected to die a lot and they want to throw a 25 minute fight at me, yeah. I'm feel I I will feel like my time's being wasted. And and that's the one thing I don't like in any game. There was one boss fight where in the third phase I had him down to his last bit of health and he killed me just when I was about to finish the fight after like nearly 2 hours of banging my head against the wall. This is the message I got from the next room, right? Gav, we have neighbors. Believe it or not, they can feel your monstrous jumps of frustration. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But ultimately, when it comes to difficulty, it all comes down to accessibility. Um, And and a game doesn't have to have it. They don't have to. I'm not demanding a difficulty level. I'm just saying that Mm. if they don't want one, that's fine. But if Sekiro keeps going the way it's been going for me, I won't play it. And that's fine, mm. but, you know, that's the fact. Fewer people will play games with fewer accessibility options. And some people, yeah. that sounds like heaven to them. Some people revel in that, yeah. They love that. That's fine, and have those games. It's all to yourself if you want them. But if if games want... Ultimately, games I love, I want other people to love them too. Ha- having an ability that's... Uh, having a mode that's easier so more people can play the game you love doesn't take away the hard version of the game you love. It's why I've always said people... People love to tell other people so that they don't watch my work. They do that with almost any opinion I have, but in this particular instance, they love to tell other people that I, I demand an easy mode in Dark Souls. I've never said that. Yeah, That happened to me on Twitter too. I said it'd be nice if this game had difficulty settings because I'm too shit at it. And someone was like, not every game has to be built for you. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. The irony is it comes from people that want games built only for them. Someone else was like, uh, you don't understand how FromSoft games work. This is, and started explaining. And someone else jumped in and said, thanks for explaining FromSoft game to someone who's literally podcasted about them for four years. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> fucking arrogant shit, and it, it, it's it's arrogant shit who want to keep feeling arrogant. You, you know what it is? It's it's uh, people who back in the day felt like the fact that they liked video games and were into video games was what made them special. Who don't like the fact that video games have become like a more mainstream art form at this point, and so they have to go for their well, well, here's the video game only I can beat mm. to still have that sense of but I am the true game person. Bear in mind, I'm only talking about the people who get angry when you... Yeah, yeah. When you even broach the topic of difficulty levels. Like, if you have an opinion that you prefer that these games don't have a, a, a difficulty setting, that's completely fine. And that's it. You know, I, I will listen to your opinion. I probably won't agree, but... Enjoy I'm, your game, yeah. yeah. In, enjoy your game enjoy made just it. for you. That's fine. Um, but when you start... When, when I say... And this is all I've ever said about it. If Dark Souls had a difficulty level, it wouldn't impact me one bit. I would play it on default. Other people would play it on easy. And if you're worried about the online, just have easy players play with easy players. Mm. It's that simple. Um, it wouldn't bother me. In fact, if anything, it would it it would help you to play with pl- more players of your skill level. Exactly. It would not bother me one fucking iota. I feel like that could be easily uh I feel like that could be easily abused in a multiplayer setting though. You'd have these fucking these level level 90 twinks going into the easy mode to to invade people. And if that if that's the if that becomes a problem, then or if that is a problem, maybe we 
just stick with like AI controlled phantoms in easy mode. By by the way, in case there's any confusion about me using that word, I meant it like people who level up. It's a word for people who level up really far and then invade yeah. uh, other places. It certainly was not meant as a a slur or anything like that. Yeah, but I I will. I don't. I I I think everyone knows what what it means in that context. I think you're fine. Um, but but yeah. No matter the logistics, I don't care about the logistics, mm-hmm. ultimately, because whatever happens in easy mode, I don't care. Yeah. If it were there, I I wouldn't give a shit. That's not where I'd be playing Dark Souls. Let them worry about that. That's the point. That's the point I've been making for years, is let them worry about their mode. You worry about your mode. Easy mode is never going to hurt your hard mode. If anything, it lets your hard mode be harder because there are options. Exactly. And there's your badge of honor. You beat it on the hard mode. Like with every other game, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like, if do you need From Software to tell you how to feel pride in yourself? Do you really need... Do you need there to not be an easy mode for you to feel like you've made progress in a game? If that's the case... Uh, insert the Reggie fees on me what's wrong with you quote here. Um, but yeah, that's the only argument I've ever made, is that Dark Souls doesn't have a difficulty mode, and that's fine. If it had an easy difficulty mode, I wouldn't care. Dark Souls at least has options to make the game easier, though. Like, it has the co-op, it has the leveling system. You can... It's still not an easy game, but you can make it a lot easier on yourself. But Sekiro does not have any of that. Uh, yeah. It, like, you I, you either bash your fucking face against a boss and get good, or you're not going to get past. Yeah. And that's fine. I totally... That's what we all love about those games. But sometimes, for certain people, it's just not going to work for them. And they're, they're going to give up on the game early, and that's a pity because... And that's where I'm at with it. And yeah. I, I'm trying to work out how to do some video on it because people keep demanding your impressions. Mm. And I've got to work out a way that communicates my issues with the game mm. that also doesn't have the usual gaggle of fools writing it off with get good or he doesn't like it because he sucks without listening to me communicating my issues. Well, it's perfectly fair to not like something because you suck at it as well. It's not, it's, you're not saying it's bad if you suck at it. Well, that's another thing, but I wouldn't just say that. Yeah. I would produce at least a 10 minute video explaining in detail where I suck, Mm -hmm. why I don't like it, why certain elements are fine, even if I suck at them and don't like them. Mm -hmm. I would, I just know I'm going to fucking go into detail about what I like and don't like about it. And then it's going to be written off. By a gaggle of fucking court jesters <laughs> who's, who are only there to spout meme-based self-satisfaction. And someone someone will make a response a response video with a picture of you and Jim Sterling demands easy mode in Sekiro. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> yeah. The, the one of these I remember was when Cuphead came out and I was like, hey, you know, I beat the game, but I think its difficulty isn't always like for fun, it's sometimes just difficult for difficulty's sake. I was in, ended up in a fucking PewDiePie video. Jesus. Like, pe- people do not like the suggestion that maybe difficulty for difficulty's sake and no other options for anyone else isn't always the best thing for every game. Yeah. Yeah, or, or it might be the best thing for that game and the creators or whatever, but it's perfectly okay for people to be like, I didn't really like that. You know, if a game has an easy mode, 
it doesn't fucking affect you. Simple as that. It's simple as that. Devil May Cry 5 has difficulty modes. Did it bother me? Did it bother me that someone might play the game on an easier setting than me? No, because I was too busy enjoying my fucking game. And if, if there are people out there who don't like Devil May Cry 5 at all and are like, oh, well, maybe I'd like it more if it had this in it. I, I don't think they're demanding that the game cater to them. Near Automatica has difficulty settings that you can set up in such a way that the game play, basically plays itself. Yeah. You know, and that's fucking awesome because there's going to be someone out there who's just terrible at games, but what really loves the story, <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, people people make the obvious jokes and it it is an obvious joke in Bayonetta that there's a one-handed mode. Ha ha, <laughs> wanking. Oh, is that the uh, the automatic combos mode or? Yeah. On, on top of ha ha, wanking, it's it's accessible. Yeah. Yeah, there might, there might be someone out there with one hand. People who literally have one hand can play that game. Yeah. And that's a, that's brilliant. That's awesome. Yeah. And it doesn't bother me because I play it on the two-handed mode. Uh. Oh, I don't know. I don't get I I will never understand. I will never understand the fear of easy modes in games that don't impact you at all. I don't even use them as a reviewer as a critic. I always use the default mode, whatever mm. their default mode is, because I'm like, yeah. that's the mode most people are going to play. So I'm going to have as close to the, the default experiences as possible. I've, I've, I've bumped down to easy mode, and I've always disclaimed it when I have, usually because it highlights how bad the game is in certain ways. I've bumped down the difficulty mode, I think, twice in my career for stuff I've criticised. Mm. One of them was a game called Quantum Theory. So... No one will care about that. <laughs> but that game was so broken. In order to get through it, I had to lower the difficulty because the cover system basically didn't work. Uh, so I needed to tank more bullets. There's loads of games I'll do it with. Like anytime I'm playing a turn-based isometric RPG, I'll turn the difficulty to lowest because I fucking hate turn-based combat. Right. <laughs> I just want it to be over, you know? Yeah. But, but, but my point is, is I don't use those modes. Unless it's a real extraneous circumstance like Quantum Theory where it's so broken I just needed to tank bullets to get through it. But but the point I'm trying to make is that I it doesn't affect me at all. Yeah. And and I don't care about them and I don't know how anyone else who doesn't use those modes gives a shit. Yeah, you, you've spoken the truth there, Jim. Yeah. And you can make as many arguments as you want about how about the negative impact an easy mode may have on the experience of Dark Souls. It don't matter. You ain't having that experience. Yeah. Other people are having that experience, and it might be allowing them to experience a game they might otherwise have never picked up. So for that, I say, good. If, if an easy mode brings more, lets more people enjoy a game that I enjoy, great. Share the wealth. Yeah, plus if, if Sekiro had an easy mode, it would be Dark Souls hard. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like easy mode in this game would be normal mode in, in Dark Souls. So like, yeah, like this is by far apart from Mario 3. This is by far the most difficult game I'm ever going to finish. Probably, mm. 
you know. Uh, so yeah, other there are other games that happened this week with the yeah. like ten minutes we got left. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, we can go. If we're not beholden to ten minutes. It's up to to everyone now. How tired we get. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, I I've been playing a, a game that is the complete opposite of Sekiro this week, which has been my my game to play when I'm fed up of bashing my head against it, which is uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. Oh! Is, is that, that Yoshi platformer where it looks like everything's made out of like cardboard boxes and milk bottle tops and things like that? Oh, yeah. Talking about a game with adjustable accessibility options, if I recall correctly, um, in the original Yoshi's, the other, the last big Yoshi game they did, yeah, yeah. they even allowed a mode where if you fall down a pit, you can bounce back up. Uh, this one has a mode where you can basically hold down the, the jump button to basically f- fly at a static height, <laughs> as opposed to, uh, you know, rising and falling. I love that shit. Yeah. I don't, again, I don't care to use that shit. Yeah. But I love that it's there. I, I, I messed around with it for a few minutes during the review. I was like, yeah, I'm glad this is here because it let the the main game be a bit more difficult. Like, this is one of the more difficult Yoshi games I've played in a while. Can I just... I don't want to interrupt too much. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, yeah. But you just hit upon an, an amazing point. I love that. That you can actually make a game as fucking difficult as you want and still get away with it if you allow people to tailor the experience more. This is this is what I was trying to get at earlier is if you make that if you provide options for people that are easier, particularly for a game like this that's trying to be accessible to a family audience, you can make the top end challenge more difficult because there are options for the people who can't yeah. do that. And like Gav said, there's your badge of honour. I yeah. beat such and such game on such and such mode with such and such restrictions. Yeah. We see it all the time. Yeah. But uh, having having played through this this Yoshi game, um, yeah, there was a bit more challenge and surprise, uh, like challenge to it than I expected, particularly if you're going to go for all the uh, hidden just out of reach objectives. There's a lot of incentive to really dig around these intricately made worlds. Um, yeah. That's where Nintendo's really good with its challenges, when they yeah. have the, the collectibles in the levels. Yeah, if, if you're just trying to get start to end of these levels, it's not super hard. But if you're like, if you want to get the objectives that you're like, I can see there's a reward there and I want it, that's where the challenge is. It's in these optional branches. Um, the visual creativity is rock solid throughout. Like, it keeps coming up with really interesting, adorable ideas of what to do. Uh they change up the mechanics in ways that are, for the most part, really good. I don't like riding Poochie. You're not locked onto him properly. It feels very odd to ride Poochie. But other than that, all of the like gimmicky things they introduce for a little bit and then let go away are all really good fun. Um, I only had two real complaints about it, which were... A. Sometimes they put time-limited challenges right near the end of a level that you only get one attempt at. And if you fail the time-limited challenge, you have to replay the whole level to get another attempt at it. Just just let me retry these tight timing, like, optional challenges without replaying a whole level. And B, the co-op is shit. There's too many, too many eggs on screen, too many things. The screen doesn't zoom out to accommodate, like, people being apart from each other. And uh, it's far too easy to accidentally swallow your, your other player and... In doing so, get rid of all their eggs, which is their ammunition, and suddenly, like, oops, half of our team's ammunition is gone. 
through an accidental swallow. Wow. And I've had issues with accidental swallows in my time. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's got to watch out for an accidental swallow. It's more than the eggs that get broken. <laughs> Overall, I had a real good time with it. It's just one of those very feel-good, nice Nintendo platformers. Any game that lets me, like, fly in a rocket ship that's a milk bottle top while my my blue Yoshi that I picked the colour of has a little, like, cardboard train outfit that he's holding up around his waist while he runs around, little smokestack hat on his head. I'm like, this is what I needed, just some good, nice, wholesome, positive gaming to distract myself from how much Sekiro is kicking my ass. <laughs> it's crazy, I've, like, I have not been able to drag myself away from it, even when it's kicking my ass. I... I've been trying to alternate the two. I, I had yeah. to get through Yoshi for work and it was it was nice to have a palate cleanser a little bit for me. Um, I, I just want to say one more thing to Jim about this game and I'm not saying that this will happen you. Are we on Sekiro again? We're back to Sekiro. Because <laughs> ah! I, I, I just didn't get a chance to say this before we sure, sure. moved on, but the fact that the first general that you, like, you didn't have as much trouble as me, I think that's a good sign. Because that guy kicked my ass like a lot. But then again, I had way, way more trouble with the chain doga, even after I got the, the thing. I think every, every, most people have loads of trouble with the chain doga. It was, it was just one of those moments where I, I was thinking, if this sets the tone for the game, yeah, then, then I'm out. But again, I will give it one more honest to goodness chance, because... That was my plan. Yeah. <laughs> that was my game for the past few days. I was like, right, squared off all... I, I literally was clearing off work objectives, um, chores, errands, things I had to get done. So I had my weekend for Sekiro. That was my weekend. Do you know what I've been doing instead? I've been playing fucking Dead Island Definitive Edition. How How's that been for you, Jim? It's the same as it always was. Janky as Book. It's fine. Yeah. It's a janky fucking mess and it's fine. Yeah. Did you know on PS4 people are still playing it online? That surprised me. It was midnight last night. I've been playing Dead I Dead Island in the middle of the fucking night. That's my life now. <laughs> Watching fucking Puppet Master films and other fool and shit in the evening and then capping off the night with Dead Island Definitive fucking edition. Instead of Sakura. You know what my lasting memory was from Dead Island? Was it being one of the first fucking games that gave me nightmares? And I think it's because the combat in it is so in your face and brutal all of the time. Like these zombies like literally clawing at you and going right up in your face. I was seeing that shit in my dreams after playing it. <laughs> they have genuinely creepy zombies. The the infected, the, the runner types yeah. that scream somewhere in the distance. And will then make a beeline towards you at, at top speed. Yeah. It's still, even now, like I've played that game several times for some reason. Mm. Even though I just I just like it. I don't love it. I like it. But I think it's just, it's like McDonald's. You can just put it on and play it. It's a very easy game to pick up and play. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I was on, I'm on chapter six. Um, and that's where I picked the game up after playing it. I, when when the definitive edition first came out mm. on PS4, like um, years it feels like, but I had no problem just picking it up and playing it as if I'd picked it up yesterday. The the animations and the physics of the combat in that game were so for the time they were so good. It's still very satisfying. Like really, bru really, really brutal. 
Oh, yeah, like you get a, a high-end machete. Like Dying Light obviously improved on a lot of that stuff and it had the parkour and was overall a better game. But for some reason, Dead Island was just more memorable. <laughs> I found I found Dying Light quite boring. Um, possibly because they made it better. Who knows? Sometimes that happens like with Dynasty Warriors voice actors. They're all better voice actors now. None of them are as enjoyable as not even Yuri Lowenthal, who I, whose work I love. I think um, Dying Light as well was a bit more serious. Like Dead Dead Island is funny. It's like you're in this holiday holiday resort and everyone's fucking zombies. Whereas it's a hack and slash RPG basically, and and that Dead Island uh, Dying Light was a bit more yeah yeah serious somber. dark gritty city kind of thing. Yeah, and I, I just didn't. I just found it boring. Um, but yeah, Dead Island is Dead Island. Isn't there like a new one coming out? I don't know. I know that they had that. I think there's a new Dying Light coming out. I know at one point they had a trailer for Dead Island 2, although I think that's in now Phantom Territory. I'm almost positive I've watched a trailer for a new Dying I'm going to Google this so ye. Yeah, go for it. Um, but yeah, yeah, to my surprise last night. Um, I won't shout about it again. This is why my voice ain't getting better, because I'll start yelling about playing dead island in the middle of the night um but yeah yeah last night i i decided for a luck to look online and it took a while to refresh and i'm like ain't no one playing this quite a few games going so yeah there's still a, a dead island player base out there for some reason uh i guess maybe they're all in my position where it's like well Sekiro kicked our ass what are we gonna do to make ourselves feel better so yeah but yeah still even now, having played Dead Island and, and Dead Island Riptide as much as I have, it's still it's still distressing to have those zombies running at you at that speed with that kind of scream they have, just that horrible guttural screeching. Mm. Um, and it just really creepy, dead-eyed zombies that they've made. Um, so yeah, yeah, still a very good game. I say very good game. It's It's an okay game. Dying Light 2 is coming out sometime in 2019, so there you go. Oh, okay. I'll give it another go. It's a, Dying Light's another one I want. I wish I'd have liked more than I did. That game was really fun in co-op. But then a lot of games are. Yeah. That's always a caveat of, of having fun with your friends. But but it made the, the mechanics in it lent themselves to co-op very well. Okay, yeah. yeah. If you get me. One of my issues with Dying Light was it felt very video gamey. And not in the right ways. Not in the Devil May Cry 5, we're a video game and we're thrilled to be one. It was more, I can't buy that these zombies are zombies. They're positioned like enemies in a video game to me. And that whole thing of the zombies turn more deadly at night didn't work for me because it just meant, oh, well, now I play it a little bit more stealthier. And and it was this very harsh uh, divide between... Playstyle 1 and Playstyle 2 that was done so mechanically that I it was like seeing the strings of a puppet show um, rather than enjoying the game. And I'm being a little vague because I haven't played Dying Light since it first came out mm-hmm. and I'm trying to remember from memory what I said in my review. But I remember being very put off by the structure of it and how, how regimented it felt. Uh, whereas Dead Island is more free for all um and still just some low budget janky trash but enjoyable for for what it is yeah. and and it's what i've been doing instead of sacrifice <laughs> uh, i downloaded final fantasy 7 last night 
another game that I've played a thousand times and bought God knows how many times, but it's on Switch this time, isn't it? So it's a bit different. It's a good game, that. Yes, yeah, a fine little game is old Final Fantasy Seven. I, I jumped into it long enough to realise it's got the settings to like increase the game speed and stuff like that if you want, which is going to vastly increase my chances of getting through it. <laughs> Again, it, it's not only a good accessibility option, but for games like that, um, which I found in Final Fantasy IX as well, these games always have rather... The, the slow, boring moments. They're like hundreds of hours. They're not going to be able to fill it all with top-notch entertainment. Oh, yeah. When you when you get out to the big map and you have all the random encounters, it's like, oh. Yeah. Being able to switch those off or speed up combat or get from A to B in seconds instead of minutes yeah. is... It, it's, it makes replaying those Final Fantasies so much more enjoyable Definitely. for me. Um. Only other thing I wanted to bring up this week that I thought was interesting was that in the past week, both both Sony and Microsoft seem to have tried to launch new Nintendo Direct-style presentations, which I thought yes. was interesting. Um, Sony did their first State of Play live stream. Um, it was about 20 minutes. It had an interesting starting uh, announcement with an Iron Man VR game. It didn't really end on any kind of like surprise that felt like it justified the live stream happening, but it was it was pacey. It was twenty minutes of game footage, game footage, release date, game footage. Not bad for a first attempt. I think it was maybe a bad call for them to do the weird, overly polished uh corporate voice that is not any one individual, that is we are the corporate voice that will tell you that we enjoyed the video game at the weekend. Right. But it was overall, like, it, it's not a bad thing. Um, yeah. And Microsoft did one that was, like, sort of like Nintendo's Indie Directs that did a much better job of, hey, here's a face at Microsoft, here is a bunch of games. Again, it was, like, maybe 15 minutes long, which is good. It felt like it dragged a little bit too long on some of the games they had, but, like, I'm certainly not opposed to seeing both those companies do more of these like throughout the year announcement streams it's smarter yeah. it's so much smarter than e3 e3 where you're competing for news attention with everyone else in the industry where you're spending mm. you know probably millions of dollars on fucking traveling people out there setting up a show reserving yeah. a fucking stage yeah. then then of course the big booth and yeah. what have you it's so much more, it makes so much more financial sense to do the Nintendo thing. When Sony said they weren't going to have an E3 press conference, like, that didn't make so much sense until this State of Play livestream happened. And it's like, oh, okay, you're hoping that by the time you get round to E3, you'll have a, you'll have the, the formula down to do an E3 pre-recorded video announcement. Yeah, and that's probably yeah. why it wasn't as exciting as it could have been, because they're, they're no doubt testing now before yeah. they have a massive bevy of announcements. It's honestly, it's better than... I went back and watched the very first Nintendo Direct, and granted, that's seven years ago now. Um, that was seven minutes of Reggie fils just talking to a camera about, you can now buy music videos in 3D on your 3DS. Oh, God, I remember that. Yeah. The three... What was it? The three idiots? There's like the three... Yeah. There was this fucking sketch show yeah. that was... For the 3DS. Live action. Used to get like 
3D Shaun the Sheep cartoons, I think was yeah. a thing for a while. There was this unbelievable sketch show and it was called something yeah. like the 3D it was like they, they managed to combine idiot and 3D yeah. somehow in an awkward way and, and 3D and the sh- yeah it was oof but I remember that yeah. I remember them talking about that shit like it's easy to forget that Nintendo Directs took like a few years to find their stride PlayStation and Sony obviously like have Nintendo to look at and to learn those mistakes from already but like it wasn't a bad first attempt. I it seems a smart. It sounds like we're talking them. about the Epic Store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Epic! <laughs> Actually, on the topic of announcements outside of E3, there's a, a Borderlands teaser trailer. Oh but, yeah, uh, but I I am not getting in any way excited for this because uh, until we learn tomorrow that it's not a battle royale or a live service piece of shit, then. If it's actually Borderlands 3, then I'll be happy. If it's fucking let's exploit the looter shooter style of Borderlands to basically be another Anthem or Destiny fucking microtransaction, and, and with Take 2 in fucking control, I, I think they're the ones who publish the, the Gearbox stuff. I don't trust them as far as I'm fucking throwing. I wouldn't stress too much. I would be very confident this is going to be Borderlands 3 specifically. Hope like, so, it's really. going to be the next numbered one. Um, but I hope I hope even if it is, the, yeah. it's still a Borderlands game in spirit and not yeah. one of these. I still hope the only way to get loot is to make people explode. Well, yeah, yeah. I want, I want to earn my loot and everything in-game. I don't want to be buying my fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be buying the point for playing these t- types of games. The one I'm kind of excited for that like has been a rumored announcement for this Gearbox thing tomorrow is uh, Borderlands 2 coming to Switch and I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, I would totally replay that on Switch. Yeah. Considering how fucked up the PS Vita version of Borderlands 2 is, I'd like to play Borderlands 2 in a portable setting that actually runs that would be nice. Exactly. A good portable Borderlands 2 would be nice. The, the Vita version of Borderlands 2, I cannot communicate how bad it was. I, I can't think of any logical way they can do this, but I hope for Borderlands 3 they find a way that it's easier to jump in and out for co-op. Because really the only way you could do co-op in that game well was by starting the game together and playing the whole thing together. Mm. Otherwise you'd be really uh, like outmatched with each other. So I hope, I don't know how they would do it, but maybe there's some genius out there who could find a way. Just make sure people are at adequate level, I guess. Yeah. But then I I guess you would still need to be playing roughly around the same time. Or do like the Dark Zone does and just, just set everyone's level the same. Yeah, have either of you played the new Division? Uh, that's what I meant, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Sorry, I said the Dark Zone. I didn't e- explicitly say the Dark Zone in the Division. <laughs> I'm kind of keeping the Division 2 for when I have a downtime that I can just play something kind of relaxing. It's got that Dead Island vibe to it, except it's not janky. It's that Mm. I can pick this up and play it for some hours. Yeah, exactly. I won't remember many of those hours, but I'd have spent them. Go and look at some buildings around Washington, D.C. and be a tourist for a while. Because I I spent a lot of time playing the Division 1, but mostly all I was doing was like... (laughs) Trying to find places in New York that I'd already been and stuff like that because it was such an amazing. I found my friend's apartment building. Yeah, she was directing me. <laughs> she was directing me around the the city and was like, 
Do you come to a building and like describe the building? I'm like, I think I fucking found it. Ubisoft are the undisputed kings of recreating uh, real world places. Yeah. Yes, because they don't have original ideas. They create a copy and they. There's that. I think that's about us done for the week, I reckon. It's a good way to wrap us. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Laura. Uh, how people and and your work and the internet and and all of that. People and my work on the internet and all of that. All of that, yeah. Laura K Buzz, all the places, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, those kind of things. Uh, you can find me on kotaku.co.uk. I have been doing a bunch of articles about Norwich recently, so go check those out. Um, otherwise, I'm on Dice Funk. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm on seasons three, four, and five. Season five's got Comrade Zimmerman in it. They're all self-contained stories. And I've got two books, Uncomfortable Labels and Things I Learned About Mario's Butt, which are both coming out in the coming months. Oh, shit. Graveyard Keeper's coming out on Switch. I wanted Ooh. to play that. Nice. I wanted to play that, but but games like that, I do much prefer portable, so I can just casually drop in and out of them. Mm. I might pick that up. Um, but yes, yes, excellent. Uh, thank you, Laura and Gavin. You do the music and you've got a very fine, very nice, very enjoyable, very great Devil May Cry 5 song out now. Yeah, uh, and it's a lot of fun and it's doing really well. And my channel got its best views in the last month that it did in two years. So that's nice. It's nice to know it's not plummeting in a free fall into, into irrelevancy. <laughs> yeah. As much as the algorithm wants it to. <laughs> On my YouTube channel, I can proudly share with you all now that the dislikes have gone way up. We are we are killing it in dislikes. Yeah, there's there's like you're you're killing it in like angry response videos and stuff. So you know, <laughs> I don't watch those. I do not watch those. By the way, I say this to write. I don't know how you two deal with it. I could not do what either of you do. I'm so lucky that all I have to do is celebrate the good bits of games, and I don't have to talk about the annoying stuff. I don't have to deal with leaking like leaks and whether they're right or wrong or whatever i just i'm so lucky i don't know how you to do what you do <laughs> it's it's that old saying ignorance is bliss yeah. i i put up a video on a monday i i check out some of the early responses and i check out responses on places like patreon and reddit where people generally think about what they say yeah um on the jim sterling subreddit not reddit overall but certain subreddits where people think about what they say before they... But certainly places where people have actually watched the video. Yeah. And and then responded. Um, but, but, yeah, I generally don't pay attention to a lot of the, the cottage industries around my work. <laughs> uh, I just let people get on with it. Well, it's like an easy difficulty mode in Dark Souls. F let people in, in, enjoy me how they yeah. want. Yeah. But it's it's I I'm on a different setting. But it's funny with YouTube, like even because let's say the Jimquisition, you would certainly have quite a lively manner of expressing your opinions. But even the most placid, like timid of like YouTubers who talk about this stuff will have furious comments in their life. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. no matter what you say or how you say it, it'll and often it comes down to not even what you're saying, but who you are yeah. that's something i've worked out with some of this stuff oh, and yeah. that's another reason i gave up caring about a lot of the the hate and backlash i get is it's often not even what i'm saying it's it's who's saying it yeah. mm. i've even had that i've had comments that are like 
well, he's not wrong, but it's Jim Sterling. Fuck it. And I don't like how he says it. Or I don't like that he wears a hat. It was just some, there will always be a reason why what I'm saying is invalid. Yeah. So once I worked that out, uh, I, I only really pay attention when, when I'm shown a comment that's just fucking hilarious. Mm. Um, but in terms of people writing angry screeds and essays and shit about me, I don't care. I I, I, I would rather play Sekiro. <laughs> I would rather play Sekiro. I'd rather... Yeah. I'd rather... Yeah. You just I, have I, to I, learn I not know. to I care. Just, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't pay... I don't pay attention to them i don't talk about a lot of people because i've 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 got nothing but indifferent contempt well, no because you're feeding into you you know you're feeding into the drama then and yeah and that's yeah. exactly what they want they want you to make a response video back to them and be like blah, 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 blah. that's it i don't make videos for the drama i make videos to say what i think yeah and and if people want to debate that go ahead but i've said what i think and i i'm not inclined to debate it further when I've put my opinion out there. Exactly. Because, you know, I work very hard on making my videos comprehensive and videos that address the criticisms I think will come. So that so my job's done. It's done. And by the time it's Tuesday, I, I'm thinking of the next Monday. So mm. anyway, anyway, all of that is so, to say that, yeah. Yeah, Miracle of Sound on... <laughs> On YouTube <laughs> and on Twitter and on Patreon and all that good stuff. And also I was on Co-Optional uh, this week, so watch out for that when the video comes out. Wow, awesome. Excellent. Yes, yes, I saw you uh, saw you on that. Very good stuff. Um, it's always fun to be on that. Yeah. 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 So that's it, I think. Thank you all for listening, for bearing with us. Um, hope no flies went up your bum while we were recording while while you've been listening to us maybe you're listening to us on the toilet and if you're someone out there who's like really struggling with Sekiro and think I can't do this I'm not going to be able to do this I believe in you I think you can do it because if I can fucking do it you can do it because I am <laughs> terrible at games <laughs> that is the one thing that makes me want to try it again because yeah. i think you and i have around fairly similar skill levels uh no you're definitely you definitely are better than me when it comes to like natural skill levels uh, i've seen you i've seen you play like multiplayer shooters and things like that and like get games that i would never get in a million million games i'm okay i'm like i'm like i consider myself like middling yeah i think the big difference is maybe i'm a little more patient would that be fair that <laughs> I think that's fair for most people. Yeah. I mean, fuck, I have actual... I, I have literal anger management issues. <laughs> oh, dear. Like, I've, I, I've been in a position where I've had little sheets to read and write in yeah. about anger. So, yeah, my patience isn't high. With games like these, it could always just be the timing as well, you know? It could... There's, it's like, if you have a lot of stuff going on, it's never a good time to play a game that's going to frustrate you. Or if you have been, like in bad health or whatever, you know? I was thinking about it when you said that Sekiro exhausts you and I realised yeah. that not only have I been dealing with fatigue, I'm also, you know, I'm I'm still recovering from bronchitis, yeah. as, as I'm yeah. sure you can hear in the voice. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely times where you've got to respect that. Um, I, I, I was like that with The Evil Within 2. I remember saying that. I'm glad I don't do full-on game reviews anymore so I could just walk away from it yeah. because I was not in the mood for its shit. Um, so I like that, that. I definitely like that I have my own 
schedule. Yeah. So I can take some time. People are, are like getting antsy in expecting a Sekiro thing from me. Um, but let's not rush these things, yeah. folks. You'll get there when you get there. Yeah. Um, God, we're very chatty today. Yeah. Well, we've, we've even finished the main thrust of we, it. We've done like multiple um, outros now, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a new FromSoft game. That's always going to happen. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But I will take the initiative and end it now. So thank you all so much for listening, for supporting, for continuing to, to view our work, share our work. It means a lot. Um, Jim Position has been very polarizing lately, um, but it's, I'm sure it's generated some good discussion somewhere. Oh. I haven't seen those places, <laughs> but I'm sure somewhere. Um, thank you for so much for that. Um, some of the Jim Positions I've got planned were a little more usual speed setting mm. which means i'll only piss off like 10 percent of the people <laughs> who watch it uh but but there we go thank you so much we will see you next time goodbye bye, bye.